0: into A to Z sports prime time on a Tuesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. I was just at Two Rivers Ford today. They're raising money for the American uh, Cancer Society. They're raising money to help start or help fund the fight against breast cancer. They have, at the top of their Twitter handle, pinned a tweet where you can donate to their cause right now at Two Rivers Ford. I'll tell you more about it and how you can get involved, how I got involved, and how we invite you guys to get involved later on in the show, TwoRiversFord.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, get in on all the action. NBA, playoff baseball, NFL, college football, it's all right there for you to start making money on today using that promo code, a 2 Z Sports. i got to practice my weatherman impression. Opposite side. Opposite side of the screen. Anyway, Gary Ashton, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Your dream address without the stress? Don't sell without the intel that the Gary Ashton team can provide to you with the official real estate agent of the victorious Tennessee Titans at GaryAshton.com. And then, of course, you have Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K. Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. All of your HVAC needs. Nobody will take better care of you than Brymac Mechanical. So, let's talk about the result. It was, I, I, I honestly, I was exhausted after that game last night because we probably got done, I probably got home um, a little after midnight. Normally, I'd stay and work at the press box because we'd do primetime afterwards, but, you know, because it was so late, we didn't do primetime. And I almost wish that we'd have done an edition of it last night from the stadium, because it was such a fun game, such a cool atmosphere. I couldn't go to sleep until like 3 a.m., which ended up working out because I had to write anyway, but because I lived basically around the corner from the stadium, I was like, all right, just, you know, to hell with it. I'll go home. But the from the crowd, which was a record capacity, from uh, the performance from the Titans, which was great, spectacular by any standard, of the imagination, better, honestly, than you could have hoped for. And they really didn't play that clean of a game. Um, So with all of that said, there is one thing that stands out more than anything. And it's really the thing that's most consistent from week to week. Now, the defense ultimately closed that game out, right? They stalled Josh Allen and the offense of the Bills two, two times in a row, two drives in a row in the red zone, making them kick field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. They held the highest scoring offense in the NFL under their point average. Still let them put 31 on the board, but that's pretty good given what the Bills have been doing to other teams this year. They were able to fluster Josh Allen. They were able to cause him to make mistakes. They were able to get him to uh, uh, create turnovers in their favor and capitalize on them as a result. Last night was uh, the perfect formula, and it ended up that's exactly what they needed to beat the Buffalo Bills, who right now look like the best team in the AFC. Now, maybe that shifts, and we'll find out just how much the Titans can handle, given that they'll host Kansas City on a short week on Sunday, go to Indianapolis for Halloween uh, the following week. It's really, really going to be something special. Jeff Simmons, of course, with the goal line stop, Josh Allen did slip but Jeff Simmons was there to catch him and cradle him like a child in his arms but what stood out more than anything is what continues to happen week after week <laughs> what continues to happen week after week is the inevitable what continues to happen week after week was damn Derrick Henry Derrick Henry for MVP now it is I'm not saying that Derrick Henry should be the favorite right now and we'll we'll talk about where I think Derrick stacks up among the MVP candidates after six weeks in the NFL. I have my notes prepared. We're ready to go. But what I will say to you is that what he is doing is worthy of MVP conversation, not just passing by, not just because Titans fans want him to be, not just he gets to the final, you know, the final vote and only one person, I think only one person voted for Derrick Henry. And it may not even have been one vote that he got because there's only 50 MVP votes and people like me. In the uh, local media, we don't get an MVP vote. So, Derrick Henry started his campaign on national television tonight. And really not started his campaign. Really gave a crystallizing moment for the entire country to see. So, we'll talk about that. And the question that I'll ask you is this. And you can give me an honest answer. Don't feel pressured to say Derrick Henry. Because I'm not. I'll tell you, I'm not going to say that Derrick Henry... Is the NFL MVP just yet? But I want to have this conversation through six weeks of the NFL season because it really gained some traction today across every platform. Your Two Rivers Ford take. Who is the NFL MVP through six weeks? Give me your answer on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and on Twitch. We will discuss it at length together right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford and all of the great work that Two Rivers Ford is doing, the work that I was out there helping them promote today. Two Rivers Ford is raising money for early detection when it comes to cancer. It's Cancer Awareness Month. The NFL's crucial catch. I was wearing a button on my uh, on my jacket lapel last night. Two Rivers Ford is in on that cause because not only are they the best car dealership, in Middle Tennessee, not only are they always going to be fair and honest with you upfront in their pricing and find the vehicle that fits your budget and your family's needs, they're going to do things to contribute to the community. Like the Drive the Music program that we did during the shutdown when all the local music venues in Nashville needed their support. Two Rivers Ford was there for them, just as they're there for cancer research, and for people who are looking to find a cure for this horrible, horrible disease. Two Rivers Ford has a tweet pinned to the top of their Twitter profile. It's at Two Rivers Ford, just as you see there right on the screen. This is the picture of Matthew Barker, the vice president of Two Rivers Ford, who is leading the campaign, the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. You can donate with the link. You can give as much or as little as you feel comfortable giving And it all goes towards cancer research. The goal is $25,000. Currently, Matthew has raised $11,000. I'm going to donate to this myself right after the primetime show concludes. And we invite you guys to do that as well. I'm looking at Matt Shane, who has donated to this cause. Ramon Foster has donated to this cause. I see uh, so many people across the Middle Tennessee community lending themselves to this cause because it is a great one. You can donate. You can leave. Uh, you can leave in your last name when you're filling out your billing information. RF for Team Ramon Foster because we're helping Ramon raise some money uh, against our friend Don Dawn Davenport. Don's raising her own money, but we've already declared ourselves for Team Ramon because we love to uh, ruffle Don Davenport's feathers anytime we can. But this time it's for a good cause. This time it is to help fight cancer. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So. Let's talk about Derrick Henry. Let's talk about the NFL MVP. Who is your NFL MVP through six weeks of the season? Kevin Shaw, says the King. Logan Poff goes with Kyler Murray. And it's hard not to look at somebody like Kyler Murray, right? The Arizona Cardinals have been tremendous this year. They're the only undefeated team left in the NFL. uh, They're coming off a win, a decisive win, against the Cleveland Browns, who are in a bad spot right now. They'll play the Texans. They'll have the Texans, the Packers, and the 49ers in the next three weeks. So it's not necessarily an easy going, and their schedule gets much harder, honestly, as the season wears on, now that they've started off by blowing out the Titans. Kyler Murray is playing incredible football right now, and he deserves that that MVP consideration just as much as Derrick Henry does. Lewis Chesney says he's going with Tom Brady and I would agree there as well. So we've got Kyler Murray, we've got Derrick Henry and Tom Brady at the age of 44, not just because of his age, but because of what Tom Brady is doing. He is coming off multiple four touchdown pass performances. He has 17 through six games. He's got 2,064 yards. He's got a quarterback rating of 66.5. Tom Brady is out there killing teams. Still, he is on a three-game win streak since they lost to the Rams back in September. They'll go and play, or rather they'll host the Bears um, on CBS in one of the late afternoon games, which will be a fun one to watch. But ultimately, uh, Tom Brady does deserve MVP consideration right now as well. Dylan Madden says the most unstoppable player through six weeks—that is not even an argument. No, there is no, there's literally no argument against Derrick Henry being the most unstoppable player in the sport. I, there, I, I can't think, I can't think of another individual who is doing as much damage to teams. Indiv- i mean, he's getting help from his teammates, right? Derrick Henry looks a lot better when there's a threat of a passing game for the Tennessee Titans. The offensive line played well last night. Not only. Were they able to uh, to execute in the running game well and get help? Derrick Henry get 143 yards, but they were Ryan Tannehill for the first game this season did not get sacked a single time. That's a huge win. So the offense as a whole played really well last night. But there's no question, even when they haven't, that Derrick Henry is just killing teams. Um, Jackie Holbert says has to be 22. Without him, this team is at least two and four, maybe worse. And Derek Brockmeyer says, like James Jones, who's on the NFL Network, said, the King is the best player in the NFL. Now, he is. That's an interesting conversation. I don't know that Derrick Henry is the outright best player in the NFL, but he's certainly making a case for being one of them. There are a lot of fantastic players in the NFL. And Derek Henry plays a pretty unique position, one that's been wildly undervalued, but there's never been anybody like Derek. So I'll tell you who is in my MVP consideration. There are, let's see, one, two, three, four, and maybe a fifth. I'll go four and a half, and I'll tell you who my four and a half MVP candidates are through six weeks of the NFL season here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook will get you involved on any sport that you want to make money on. For example, the NBA, it's back tonight. Playoff baseball taking place as well. College football, the NFL. The NBA, though, is officially back this evening. I'm excited to have basketball back. I'm excited to bet on basketball because the key to victory, like in basketball, when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can use the promo code A2ZSPORTS, just as you see behind me or in front of me. Bet just $5 on NBA any NBA team to win their game and win 200 bucks in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code A2ZSPORTS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. For details, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. So, who is your pick through six weeks of the NFL season for NFL MVP? So, Derrick Henry has the night that he has. He has 20 carries. He has 143 yards. He has... Uh, <laughs> he has... Three touchdowns. He has an incredible, uh, an incredible touchdown run. The first touchdown of the game in the second quarter, a seventy-six yard breakaway touchdown, and he is north of seven hundred yards on the season through six games. He's on pace to uh, rush for twenty-one hundred yards. North of twenty-one hundred. North of twenty-one hundred yards in an expanded seventeen-game regular season. The dude's killing people right now. And last night when we talked to Derrick Henry at the podium. You know, he kind of went on about just what that atmosphere was like and the way that he's been able to feed off it.
1: This today was incredible. The whole atmosphere felt like a playoff game. The crowd was in it. They came out and packed the stadium out. Just so glad to be able to be back to that atmosphere and, you know, have that connection with the fans again. And it was was, was something that, you know, we'll we'll all remember, especially on a big stage like this. It's great to have the fans out and, you know, that, that great atmosphere to play in.
0: He was, uh, he, was, and he was thrilled to, uh, to be able to pull that off last night. He was thrilled to be able to see the team, and it was a complete performance, to see the team get a win that way. So for the Tennessee Titans and for Derrick Henry, he absolutely deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Here are the four and a half players that I would tell you also, well, including Derrick, deserve to be on that list. Derrick Henry is an MVP candidate. Nobody has more touchdowns. Nobody has more rushing yards. Nobody has done the things that Derrick Henry has individually done this season. He is a nightmare for opposing defenses to deal with. So there's Derrick Henry. There is Tom Brady, as we discussed, 44 years old. He's got his team uh, with one loss on the season, a 5-1 and one record. They're the defending Super Bowl champs. They look better than they did a year ago, and he looks better than he did a year ago, which is crazy to think about. Tom Brady deserves MVP consideration. Kyler Murray playing at an incredibly high level. It's the best we've seen Kyler look as a pro. 6-0 and record for his football team. And they have an offense that can play with anybody at this point, even as they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Fourth is, and I'm not going in order, but fourth of the MVP candidates is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys, coming off that ankle injury last year. Dak has been otherworldly. That Cowboys offense is probably, I mean, I would say that the Cardinals are the most fun offense to watch, but the Cowboys up there with uh, with all their great skill position players, two running backs that can play, and it's a different style of very creative running game, Dallas has been spectacular. And I'm going to say right now, and it's only through six weeks, and I don't think that he should be considered legitimate just yet as far as MVP candidates are concerned, but Lamar Jackson right now is somebody who is developing as a quarterback, who is growing as a quarterback. And that should make you damn nervous, honestly, if you are uh, a fan of another uh, AFC football team because Lamar the worst, not the worst thing about the John Gruden report, but one of the worst things about the John Gruden report is that we weren't talking about nearly enough about what Lamar Jackson did in the second half of that last Monday night football game against the Indianapolis Colts. He was winning from the pocket. He was throwing outside the numbers. He was dominating as a traditional dropback pack pocket passing quarterback, still with the ability to make plays with his legs and to be a threat that way. He was so 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 good. Dak needs to be a bench warmer, says Terry Ludlam. Well, uh, then you're not Terry. You're just not watching, you're just not watching football because Dak Prescott is killing it. Um, did I forget Josh Allen? Um, says MB. No, I I don't think. You know, Josh Allen's interesting. I think that. I think that watching him in person. Rather than watching him the last couple of weeks, the Titans have the ability to make Josh Allen look pretty bad. Josh Allen played as, about as poor a game, and he still played pretty well. Played about as poor a game as he has all year outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? So I, I didn't forget about Josh Allen. I just I watched a game with two of these would be MVP candidates go to head go head to head, and by process of elimination, I took out the one who looked or I took out the one who looked like the inferior. MVP candidate and the inferior MVP candidate between those two teams last night was Josh Allen, Derrick Henry. um, If we're, if we're talking about things like leap leapfrogging the bills in AFC playoff seating, then why too can Derrick Henry not leapfrog Josh Allen as far as MVP is concerned. Now it's not going to happen because Josh Allen is a quarterback and every you'll notice obviously that every other player that I named in that list of four and a half, for the half going to Lamar Jackson, we need to, uh, we need, I, he needs to quit turning the ball over as much because right now, um, and he's being asked to do a lot. In fact, the, the game against the Chargers is probably the best they've looked as a complete team because they weren't just winning on Lamar Jackson's sheer will. But I'll say to you that I, you know, I did not, I did not really, I did not really forget about Josh Allen. I'm just a little bit conflicted about keeping him in when I've just seen his team and Derrick Henry's team. Go head to head, um. So for uh, without Ryan Tannehill, you couldn't win more than nine games. Listen, Ryan Tannehill was spectacular in the fourth quarter. Ryan Tannehill went nine for nine. He went at the Bills' neck. He was throwing uh, completions down the field. AJ Brown getting involved in the passing game was huge. Nick Westbrook-Akina was playing a really good game last night. Like Ryan Tannehill, though, was confident. He was strong. He was upright, and he delivered the football when they needed him the most. Because he didn't play. He didn't play a good first half, right? I I think you guys can all make that assessment as well. That's, that's probably the worst half of football that I've seen Ryan Tannehill play since he became the full-time starter of the Titans. And then the second half was, I mean, he was great. He was truly great. And that's going to get a lot uh, lost in a lot of all the other great things that the Titans did last night, even as they didn't play a perfect football game. But Derrick Henry, right now, he is he's on pace to do things that nobody has done Since uh, that nobody has done since Jim Brown, since like the 1960s. It's insane, the numbers that are coming out every time that Derrick Henry has one of these performances. And the craziest part is, Derrick Henry does this like it's no big deal. He just goes out there and does it. And it was so cool to see him get to perform in front of a full house, something that COVID COVID sucks for a great many reasons. Um, But one of the things that sapped some joy, I love my job, right? I have the greatest job in the world. None of you will tell me otherwise that I don't have the greatest job in the world. I promise you I do. And one of those things, what makes it the great, the greatest job in the world is game day. Game day is the best. Game day is not just for the players. It's not just for the coaches. It's for us too. Now, maybe not everybody's like, you know, I mean, just like you have players who are, uh, who are, you know, who keep an even keel and don't get too high, too low, all of this all this stuff, you have players who are show ponies, right? Well, there's media people like that, too. Too Turns out I'm a show pony. I love game day. So to have game day without fans in the stands or without a lot of fans in the stands, without full houses, it it really sucked. <laughs> I mean, not that anybody cares about that, but it really took some of the joy out of doing what we do um, as people who get to cover professional sports for the living and, and as somebody who gets to cover the NFL on a day-to-day basis really took a lot of that out of it. And to see Derrick Henry do the things that he did last year, but in front of very, very few people, I thought that that was such a, tragedy is too strong of a word. I thought it sucked that nobody was there or very few people were there to appreciate what Derrick Henry was doing in 2020. And so to see him on a better pace than he was last year, and to see it done in front of a full house, I mean, Jimmy Wyatt had the record attendance from last night. Apparently, it was as packed a crowd as uh, a, as packed a crowd as any uh, that has ever been in Nissan Stadium history. And I'll find the exact numbers for you because Wyatt had this tweet earlier today that really, really impressed me: sixty-nine thousand uh, four hundred. And 69,419, 69,419 people in attendance on Monday night. It set a new record for a Titans game at Nissan Stadium, which opened in 1999. How cool is that? How cool is that? How cool is it that 69,419 people got to see Derrick Henry do this kind of a thing? And that energy, you feed off of it, even if you're in the press box. It. I mean, I couldn't go to sleep until like 3 a.m. last night, which was great because I had a lot of work to get done. But because of the kind of an energy that it gives to everybody, everybody, even when you have no rooting interest. I mean, listen, it was. We talked about this. If the Titans beat the Bills last night, it's better for me professionally. I, you know, we're always transparent about that. But even if you have no rooting interest from a team to team perspective, it is something that gives you just this unreal, unreal level of emotion that you get to see the way that people carry these things out. It is the coolest thing. It's one of the coolest things about sports. It's what what makes sports so great. Um, I'm so happy that Titans fans showed out, says Donovan Romain. I was nervous that the Titans were going to have to go to the silent count at home on Monday Night Football. Thank you. And listen, sometimes they did. Sometimes they did. There was a ton of, make no mistake, a ton of Bills fans there. But what I noticed is that, at least in the lower bowl, closest to the field, the majority, I wouldn't say a vast majority, but a solid majority was Titans fans in the lower bowl, closest to the players. Then the upper levels, like the 300 levels, full, full to the gills. Listen, shout out Bills fans for helping pack out Nissan Stadium. And they helped make that environment what it was, too. But the, the 300 levels were vast majority Bills fans, no question. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't call them cheap seats. Because they weren't cheap last night, but um, but definitely the majority of the Bills fans were relegated to the upper balcony, the upper deck, and things of that nature. Um, Big says, "Did I forget Aaron Rodgers, Buck, when talking about MVP candidates?" You know, I really, uh, I really, I, I mean, he's just not as good as the other ones right now. I wouldn't say that Aaron Rodgers has been as good as Derrick Henry. I wouldn't say he's been as good as Tom Brady or Dak Prescott, and that's okay. He's still a long season. He's the defending MVP. And he, uh, and he is somebody that is always going to be a threat to make that happen. Orlando Jones says, really wish they could have hit the Music City Miracle 2.0. Yeah. How about the stones on Mike Vrabel? I completely forgot about that last night because so many other things happened throughout the course of that game that made it so much fun. Now, let's talk about something that's less fun because they did uh, put some players on IR, as I'm sure you saw today. Um, Ronnie Sneed, for some reason, is arguing about Marcus Mariota. In the comments section, I don't know why that is happening, but God love you guys. This is why I miss Marcus, because he was always polarizing. Somebody always had something to say about him. But I don't want to talk about Marcus Mariota. I want to talk about what's happening with the Titans injury report and some news that came out today. The question that I'm going to ask you guys on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, how should the Titans address their secondary issues? I think that's a pretty interesting question. Question at this point, because Jeff Charles immediately asks, "Who are we trading for, Buck?" Well, I'll tell you, they're probably not trading for anybody, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. But I want to—I want to know from you guys how should how do you think the Titans should address their secondary issues, and then I'll tell you how they plan to address their secondary issues right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. I have my dream address without the stress. I love my home uh, in uh, in downtown Nashville. I love where I live. I love how close it is to the stadium. I love how great the retail and the food uh, and the uh, restaurant options are to my, uh, to my, I love how logistically close they are to my home. I love that the practice facility for the Titans is right there. I love that Nissan Stadiums. Right there, I love that the radio station where I do my zone radio show from 10 to 1, also brought to you by Gary Ashton. Love how close that is to me too. All of those things were taken into consideration by the Ashton Real Estate Group when we were searching for the first home that I've ever bought. And this was an incredible opportunity, an incredible thing for me to experience. And I couldn't have asked for a better group than the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage to guide me through it. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators, who I believe are playing tonight, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, um, people are asking who the Titans are going to add, who the Titans are going to trade for. I'm asking you guys how they should go about go about addressing. Their secondary issues, because as you saw last night, um, Caleb Farley got carted off. It was reported by multiple people. I think uh, Kaharski had it. I saw that Schefter had it. And I believe Rappaport did too, but multiple reports, obviously, um, and confirmed today by the Titan. Well, not the injury confirmed by the Titans, but his season ending confirmed by the Titans because Caleb Farley tore his ACL and was summarily placed on injured reserve. It's unfortunate. He got his first NFL start last night. Did not go the way that he wanted to, obviously. It's a pretty heartbreaking way for that to go down for the rookie first round pick. And, and it's unfortunate um, for the long-term sustainability of the team because they're, I mean, they're just decimated. Christian Fulton is on IR. He will miss at least the next two games. Feeling pretty good because you got Amani Hooker back. Um, he also did come up come away a little banged up. So you're not thrilled with that particular situation, but also you understand. That for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans, you have Elijah Molden. Elijah Molden is healthy. You have Jack Rabbit, and I know not everybody is happy with Jack Rabbit. Chris Jackson was ruled out in the fourth quarter of that game with a foot injury. I thought he played very well in uh, in the stead of Caleb Farley after Farley went down. Your only backup that was available to you last night, outside of that, was uh, was Breon Borders, and Breon Borders was targeted frequently. He was targeted regularly, and he he made some plays. He, ha- he held his own, but he's clearly somebody who can be had if you're an opposing quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes is the next opponent that the Titans will see. So with that all in mind, how do you want them to address the secondary issues? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Now, Cody Woolsey uh, points out something important because they did Sign Greg May, but not to the active roster, Cody, but to the practice squad. And that's a part of what they are, uh, and that's a part of what's going to go in to this decision that that it's going to make. Now, people aren't going to be happy with the way that this goes. Now, whether it ends up working out in their benefit anyway, we'll find out. Um, Bring in some free agents to visit. LOL, we need bodies at this point. Well, it's funny that you say bodies because you have... Brian or Brianne, I can't for the life of me uh remember how to pronounce his first name. But you have Brian Body Calhoun, who is on your practice squad. You also have Chris Jones, two players who have been with the Titans throughout training camp, throughout the course of the year, who have practiced in this system, who understand the terminology, who may not be the most physically talented players in the world, but they are in your building already. They're both just sitting on the practice squad. So With that being said, and based on what happens with Chris Jackson throughout the course of this week, it is a fair expectation that one, if not both, of those two defensive backs will be called up to the active roster. That is more likely than anything going to be the solution for the Tennessee Titans. Brian or Breanne, Body Calhoun, and Chris Jones, two players who the Titans are familiar with, who are familiar with the Titans' defensive system. And who would have a leg up over anybody who would they bring who they would bring off the street or try and trade for? Brady Breeze also activated from injured reserve today. So um that is something to keep in mind as well, as far as safety, depth, and special teams are concerned. Donovan Romaine says, Is Chris Jackson a viable option at cornerback? Yeah, he was. You're right. He wasn't horrible. He was pretty, he was pretty good last night. I thought Chris Jackson played some good football, but also remember that he was ruled out with a foot injury. So he didn't finish that game. We don't know how available Chris Jackson is going to be moving forward. And if you, if he's on a bad foot, do you want him out there against McCall Hardman? And, uh, well, Sammy Watkins plays for the Ravens now, but Tyree kill Travis Kelsey. This is, a, they, they have a terrible defense. They have a wretched defense in Kansas city, but their offense, even if Patrick Mahomes doesn't look great right now, he's still playing at a very, very high level. um, didn't we draft Chris Jones this past draft, says Aubrey Calvin? No, you did not draft Chris Jones. He is a three-year NFL veteran. He was an undrafted rookie free agent. Uh, you're thinking of Chris Jackson last year, Aubrey, but I believe he was an undrafted rookie free agent from the Carolina Panthers um, and has been in the league for this will be his third year at this point. And uh, and he's you know he was solid in the preseason, was not anything special, but he was solid at this point. Um, If he was signed from the practice squad, I thought he had to go to the active roster, says D good. Well, um, was was uh was Maben signed for the practice squad? I don't believe Maben was signed from the practice squad, but let me double check on that field yates report because I know Field put it out there. And if that is the case, you you are correct, D Good. That is an important clarification. Yes, so you're you are accurate. He is uh he is going from the uh he's going from the Cardinals practice squad to their 53-man roster. So your solution. At corner, at least one of the solutions at corner is Greg Maven. Thank you, Diego. That's a very important clarification to make. You can't sign him from one practice squad to another. That is a real. I'm really really glad that somebody pointed that out because that was a uh, that was a very important detail. So he's on the active roster uh, right away. But it still doesn't mean that you won't elevate somebody from the practice squad, be it Chris Jones or Body <laughs> Body Calhoun. We called him Camp Body Calhoun. Throughout the course of training camp, which felt kind of felt kind of mean, but anyway, it worked out. <laughs> D Good just says, "Boom, mother effers." Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's a listen. Credit where credit is due. Shout out to D Good because I would have uh, I would have missed that, and then this would have been a flawed conversation. That's why you. This is this is your guys' show. I'm just the idiot driving the uh, driving the ship. Um, Taylor Paisano says, "Wish we would have signed Gilmore, where you couldn't sign him. You could have traded for him. Would have solved so many." Question marks? Um, you could. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure they called. In fact, I know they called about Stefan Gilmore. And Stephon Gilmore wanted to go play in Carolina. He's from South Carolina. Went to South Carolina. Uh, I think that was as much about where he wanted to go. And Bill Belichick doing him a solid, um, sending him to a place where I mean, and the Panthers—they've been on a bit of a slide lately after starting the season three and zero. They, uh, uh, Sam Darnold's making bad decisions again, and they needed some help because J.C. Horn, their first-round picket corner, also from South Carolina, uh, was lost at the start of the season with a foot injury. So it worked out well for Gilmore. Um, I, I think 31 NFL teams probably called about Stephon Gilmore. He's an all-pro, for God's sakes. Uh, so just because the Titans didn't get him doesn't mean that they didn't try to go out and get him. Um, Biggs Williams says PJ Craig, they need to let him heal mentally. Oh, okay. PJ Craig is apparently somebody in the chat. So I'm talking, I'm reading somebody else's conversation that's not with me and I'll keep it moving. So the issues are, are, uh, are going, you know, you're, you're going to have to find some patches to get you through this rough spot. It comes in a not ideal situation, given that for the Tennessee Titans, uh, given that for the Tennessee Titans, you will see. Um, you will see some pretty difficult opponents, even if Carson Wentz and the Colts aren't great right now, they're looking a lot better than they did in week three when Indianapolis lost to Tennessee. Taylor says, do you think they'll make a trade? Um, don't see how we can run with three corners for the foreseeable future. Well, I've just told you that they're not going to run for three corners. They just added a fourth today to their active roster and they'll probably call one up from the practice squad. And uh, I would be shocked to see a trade. Um. Jordan Jones says we are terrible at zone defense. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, the yardage doesn't bother me. Like I I know there's a, they were picking apart a lot of open holes in the zone last night. Um, but I really like their defensive game plan. I thought they played, I thought they played really, really well. I thought they strategized really well and yeah, there were some, there were some missed opportunities, but I don't think, uh, I don't think that it was a bad defensive game plan by any stretch of the imagination. Um, William Young says, Buck, which cornerback free agent would you sign? Brian Poole, Dar- Darquez, D- uh Denard, Gary Conley or Desmond Trufant? I would say none of them because I don't know what those guys have been doing. And uh, and without institutional knowledge, I'd rather have somebody on the practice squad who knows the defense. Uh, let's move on and let's talk about the gone viral video. Let's keep it tight and centric, shall we? Let's all laugh at some stupidity together. The question. The question is this, has anybody ever been as loud wrong as Chris Broussard was earlier today on Fox Sports 1? Now, if you haven't seen this clip, we're going to share it with you. The only answer to this is no, there has never been anybody in the history of sports media that has been as loud wrong as Chris Broussard was today. It is laugh out loud funny. We're going to share it with you here in just a moment, right after I tell you about our friends at BryMAC Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your H V A C needs. They have they will get you covered, they will get you in a position to succeed. They will get you in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to cool off. It's been much, much cooler. It feels great. It feels like fall in Nashville, but it will very quickly turn to winter. You want to make sure you're heating. Uh, is working at a high level with preventative maintenance at Brimac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. So, the question is, has anybody ever been as loud wrong as Chris Broussard was today? Uh, Titans College just says, oh, Chris, yeah, it was a bad moment for Chris Broussard today. So, he went on national television. He went on Fox Sports 1. Uh, I had forgotten, I mean... Chris Broussard has had a, a really a pretty, a pretty substantial career over a lot of years at ESPN. He's been at Fox for a while now. Um, and Chris Broussard has had varying amounts of success, and he's still, uh, he's still getting paid to do sports talk commentary. Even though ESPN you know, largely used him, almost exclusively used him as a, as a basketball guy, now Chris Broussard is being asked to broaden his horizons. And so he was talking about the Monday night football game last night. And Chris Broussard was as loud wrong, as confidently wrong as anybody I've ever seen about a subject matter that God love him. He clearly knows nothing about
1: happened on the play. Yes. Josh Allen Smith or Josh Allen slip, but it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of Tennessee. I wonder why could it be because 10 uh, Buffalo's pro bowl left tackle Taylor Lewan was injured. If he's there, maybe that doesn't happen. But he's out, so you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind, and you see he got destroyed. Dawkins, whoever that is. All right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone overall.
0: It is the most ridiculous thing you'll see on the internet today. Um, it is. So bad. It is so bad. I don't know. So a lot of you guys haven't seen this clip yet. I'm so happy that we could share this together with you. Has anybody ever been as loud wrong as Chris Broussard was today? The answer, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is definitively hell no. (laughs) Taylor Lewan turns out, does not play for the Buffalo Bills. In fact, Taylor Lewan is not the starting left tackle for the Buffalo Bills. In fact, that is Deion Dawkins who is the starting left tackle for the Buffalo Bills. But Chris Broussard would know that because Chris Broussard, God love him, doesn't know anything about the Tennessee Titans. Or what do we say down here? Bless his heart. Nothing you can do for somebody like that. That's just a losing proposition. It's a bad spot to be in. Uh, Broussard looks like a fool today. It's I'm, I've looked like a fool before, but never never that confidently looked like a fool. In fact, it was so badly loud wrong that I think we should watch it again, shall we?
1: Happened on the play. Yes, Josh Allen Smith or Josh Allen slipped, but it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure of Tennessee. I wonder why. Could it be because ten, uh, Buffalo's Pro Bowl left tackle, Taylor Lewan was injured? If he's there, maybe that doesn't happen, but he's out. So you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind, and you see he got destroyed. Dawkins, whoever that is. All right, so that's the problem. You're not good in the red zone overall.
0: So, (laughs) because Brandon, is it Brandon Motala? Is that how I say it, Brandon? Brandon. Brandon says, take his job, Buck. Well, Brandon, I'm very happy with my job. Thank you very much. I uh, I enjoy uh, my situation at A to Z Sports. I enjoy my situation in 104.5 The Zone. I have a long-term contract. So I am in Nashville for the foreseeable future, and you fools are stuck with me up until such time as we renegotiate my deal. But... I mean, and listen, Chris, a basketball guy, right? Like it's the start of the NBA season. Chris Broussard should be on to talk about basketball. Nobody should be asking Chris Broussard to break down the fourth and one goal line play by the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. When God love him, he has no idea who plays for this team. And maybe I'm sure the vast majority of the country doesn't know, or the vast majority of sports media doesn't know who plays left tackle for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not mad at them about that. I'm mad at the people who ask them for their opinions on that, because what the hell do I care what Chris Broussard has to say about a fourth and one call, whether Sean McDermott made the right call instead of kicking the field goal for the tie. It is stupid, 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 stupid. And I think what's worse is that nobody brought the segment to a screeching halt. Instead, they just let Chris Broussard go and talk about a left tackle for the Buffalo Bills, who doesn't actually play for the Buffalo Bills, who is, in fact, Taylor Lewan. Of the Tennessee Titans, really, really bad. <laughs> uh, Ethan Ramsey says we can't get rid of Buck even if we tried. I mean, well, you could, you could stop watching, but don't do that. I really, really like it here with you guys. Let's not. Um, Buck Rising, greater than Chris Broussard says, do good. Well, today I will take that win. NFL Live barely knows any Titans. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. I think listen, NFL Live's the best as far as I'm concerned. As somebody who's in the business, and that's obviously a much higher level. Of the business, uh, well, and not to I'm not trying to diminish A to Z or, or 1045, but that's you know, that's nationally televised NFL content, right? That's some of the best of the best on the worldwide leader in sports. And one day A to Z sports will dominate that landscape. Of that, I'm quite certain. But until such time, you know, you got to look at who's doing it the best. And right now, the best people doing it, as far as that is concerned, is NFL Live. I think that show show is so, so smart um, from many different perspectives. I love Mina Kimes as an analyst. I love Dan Orlovsky. I think Laura Rutledge does a great job. You want to talk about versatility, the way that she seamlessly goes back and forth from college to SEC to NFL. She is a really, really consummate professional and, uh, and Big Swagoo. Um, I really think that they, Ryan Clark does a great job. I mean, it's a really, really smart show as far as the NFL is concerned. But I will say to you, uh, I will say to you, that, you know, there's it doesn't benefit them to talk about the Titans because there's not just, as, just not as many Titans fans watching NFL Live as there are Cowboys fans. We go through all this, this all the time, although the Titans got a massive number locally on Monday Night Football, and that is great to see people engaging with the Titans the way that they are. Uh, Bigs Williams is asking me, what do I think about David Long? I thought that David Long got the, one of the dumbest penalties that I've ever seen. Um, I thought that David Long had one of the, I thought that David Long had one of the most bonehead moments of any play of any player that I saw the last couple of weeks. Not as dumb as T- Tavon Young, uh, pushing uh, pushing. Who was that? Jack Doyle shoving Jack Doyle in the chest on the last Monday Night Football game, but him headbutting Josh Allen <laughs> when the play is clearly over is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. And you know what David Long did after that? He had 14 tackles. He played a great game. He really did. It was it was a bad moment. I'm glad that he moved on from it. I If you're a Titans fan, you're glad that he survived it. <laughs> but I we sat up there. We sat up there in the press box saying, what the hell is he doing? What on earth could he have been thinking? Because the play was stopped, and it literally just looked like he walked up and just went and just headbutted him and then after that he played a fantastic game he really did um, all credit to david long outside of the penalty i'm sure he's going to get his ass chewed for the penalty more than we've just uh, ragged on him a bit here but you got to be got to be smarter than that outside of that i thought he played a i thought he was, I thought he was really really strong um, let's wrap it up there get you guys back to some Preds hockey there's playoff baseball on as well unfortunately for Braves fans it did not go in your favor tonight Tomorrow on the radio show, we will be talking about, uh, Derek Henry. We'll, we will have the dumbest thing in sports this week. We will talk about the Titans defense and the game plan for Patrick Mahomes. We will have Will Compton who was in Knoxville this weekend for Tennessee Ole Miss. He took the bus down there. I'm sure he's going to be entertaining and you know what he's not doing? Not playing linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, which I know is him batshit crazy, but that'll be from 10 to one on one Oh four, five, the zone tomorrow. Don't miss out. We, uh, we, we always love having a little crossover between the primetime show and the radio show and also the uh, install with Greg Cosell, the podcast that Greg and I do every week. We will break down the Titans game against the Bills and the biggest games this upcoming week in the National Football League. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We will talk to you guys tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Time on what's a short week for A to Z Sports.